0: This episode of the A Team is brought to you by face2face FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic: The Gathering card singles. And then you can pay one red to discard your hand and sacrifice it to put all cards. Oh to man, that
1: card seems so cool.
2: Yeah, right. That
1: card, that card is like a card somebody invented on the internet. Like that's not a real magic card. That's a. <laughs> that's like so many different things that are cool.
2: Welcome
0: to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home
2: of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound me in the ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Anything that costs a shit ton of mana, you're just like, bang! And you're like, fuck! How does that go? Bang! Fuck! (laughs) J-Boosh.
1: And that's like, the hyper angle. I never want to play in another GP again. I (laughs) I never, ever want to play in another GP.
3: Jeremy. And you're the reason I play Magic, too. I'm like, I just, like, I died. I died. I was, like, like just melting on the inside like that. I have inspired this kid to play Magic. And
0: Matt. So I'm having this conversation with this guy in Chile about my deck. And then I'm getting pizza from a guy in Canada. Like, Magic is fucking
2: weird. And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 297 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT. I'm back, and I'm joined by Matthew fucking the Content Mendoza. How's it going, Matt? What's up? I'm I hey. am tired. <laughs> and Jay motherfucking Boosh. How's it going, Hi. my friend? Good. How are you? King of the North. I mean, I had uh, I, I played WMCQ, and and a, Andrew, my friend Andrew, was criticizing me for wanting to keep the show at one hour. He's like, just add two hours of Jay. Shit stories for him and he'd be happy. And boy, yeah, oh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's the majority of our listeners, but often, like, I am surprised by who listens. I wasn't sure that uh, our our shows catered to his competitive, super competitive type of player, but uh, he enjoys shit stories. Who knew?
1: Yeah, that's like <laughs> saying that you didn't know that The Simpsons wasn't just for idiots. Everybody <laughs> The
4: Simpsons. <laughs>
2: Um, I'm terrible, as, as Matt rightfully called me out last episode. <laughs> I am terrible at explaining why a particular member is not here. So, Jar's just not here. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his way. Um,
5: hopefully, he'll be in in, in a bit. Um, but let's just
2: dive into the set. Jay, what were your? Have you looked at the the set at all? Is it interesting to you, Kaladesh? Um,
1: it's kind of cool. <laughs> like I like the art. The art's pretty cool. Like it all kind of stands out quite a bit. I like that. It's been a while since we've had a set that had cool art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I'm sure someone else will be like, "Oh my god, you didn't like the art of fucking Innistrad? In oh my god." Well, no, <laughs> I didn't. It was trash. So, um yeah no it's cool uh i like that part of it i'm really excited to be wasting all my money on these masterpieces (laughs) for cube that's fucking cool those will be eight billion dollars um it's interesting because like does anybody said like if they'll be if they'll be like in all the print runs because i know they said they'll be like in all the sets going forward but like are they only going to be in the first printing of the set, or all the printings, or? I would
0: imagine they're in all the printings. I mean, it obviously hasn't been confirmed, but that's. I think. I think they do the same thing for Battle for Zendikar with the Expeditions, and I don't foresee a reason not to do that. Hmm.
5: Yeah. So uh,
2: I refresh like... my memory, Jay. Do you hate this idea, or do you love it? And I don't remember if you uh, liked Expeditions. Okay. Not.
5: So there's two. Well,
1: I didn't like the Expeditions because they look like fucking shit. Um, so yeah, no, I don't like that. Like, I don't like it when you when you I don't like when they do full art and then they put words on it. That's the stupidest fucking thing on the planet. Why would you ever do that? Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, yes, okay, oh, well, you have to have words on there for noobs. Well, then don't make it full art. It's not that fucking hard. Like.
2: So you like so masterpieces appeases to you more, except for for the fact that there's diamonds on on some of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't like the diamonds. Like I I uh, I'm really not excited to put like mana vault in my cube and have like fucking triple diamonds on there. That's, that's <laughs> stupid. But um, but yeah, like uh, I like it because it's got like a cool frame and they look really good. Like whatever they did with them, they just look better, right? Like not all altars or whatever are created equal. If you wanna if you want an example of that. You go look at any fucking Reddit thread where someone just writes, hey, look at this fucking altar my girlfriend did for me or whatever, and it just looks like absolute fucking trash, and they're all over the place. Um, yeah, and these altars are like, that's what the expeditions are like, and these altars are like altars done by, like, Kluge or the proxy guy. Like they fucking, <laughs> They're they like
5: the cream. They're hyper good. So, um, yeah, I like them. I like them enough anyway. Um I
1: mean I was hoping that they would maybe be printed quite a bit more, but I guess like it's not really gonna matter if they're printed in like the first setting or not only because like if the expeditions were printed in all the setting or printing runs or whatever, then and they're still like a fucking hundred million (laughs) dollars. Then just always gonna be a hundred billion dollars. Right? I'm assuming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna—they're always going to be set worth something, and they will. Uh, a lot of the finance podcasts I listen to, and a lot of the people that I talk to for that aspect of the game, believes that they will bottom out in about two or three months. So if you really want them, pick them up then. And they—they they have no real reason to not go up and not, or at least hold their value uh in the case of a card that gets reprinted again or a couple times uh to match demand or exceed demand so uh they're good pickups
5: yeah like um i think they're just like like judge
1: foils basically they're and and uh expeditions they're good they're always going to be like worth money so
4: mm-hmm.
1: if you're buying them for for value or whatever then they're always going to be probably worth their value but who cares about that? Magic finance is stupid. Let's not talk about that on my show.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. So what do you think of some of the mechanics, Jay? Uh, the energy really, mechanic? I don't know. I'm not really, everyone excited, talking.
1: not really excited about any of them. Uh, I think vehicles are pretty gimmicky. Who knew? Who knew I wouldn't like that? Hands <laughs> uh, up if you knew I wouldn't like that. Yeah, okay, great. Everybody put your hands up. Um, They'll be interesting and limited. I'm sure I'm just going to get blown right the fuck out by someone that just goes like, turn 3 something stupid crew it with the hasty guy fucking wreck you so hard um i imagine that's going to happen quite often to me um but i mean like i don't really i think like the problem with a lot of those with a lot of those like kind of uh mechanics or cards is that like they They feel really gimmicky because I don't feel like they have an application outside of, um, outside of, like, the limited environment that they're printed in. Um, Okay. If that makes sense. So, like, I don't know if vehicles are going to be in, uh, I don't, I know for sure they probably won't be in any other, like, format. They might make it into standard, but I'm pretty sure that they're not going to, um... Like, because they're pretty bad. Like, oh, I tap all my shit to crew this vehicle. yeah, all right, I bounce it or exile it or tap it or kill it or block it or do literally anything. Cool. Okay, yeah, nice time walk. Was that fun? Okay, good. (laughs) But in Limited, it's like, oh, you don't have any magic cards that do that because we didn't print any. Aha!
0: I don't know. I think that you're underestimating the ability to give your creatures haste. In a particular, in a, like a weird way. So for example, you can tap to crew a vehicle. Uh, you can tap a creature that has summoning sickness to crew a vehicle. Yeah. So for example, the 3-3 three, three flyer for two uh, is pretty great in that respect. In that late game where you're drawing, you're drawing these smaller creatures or creatures that are lower on your curve and are sick, but you're still able to get in with a fairly resilient creature. So in that respect, I think that there is a lot of potential in some of these. Now where the balance falls in terms of power ratio to casting cost, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like I could definitely see the cop the the chopper and the uh sky and sky sovereign being played, but other than that, I'm not a hundred percent certain where the rest of these fall in terms of power rankings for standard constructed.
1: Yeah, like I'm pretty sure these are all the Ben Affleck Batman of
4: magic.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I never knew this. I never knew that you I never looked at it this way. Do you look at certain if I didn't misunderstand you, like look at certain mechanics and see if they uh, you like them more if they apply beyond the limited set cuz like let's yeah. say the last block there's like a shit ton of mechanics that we just don't see in standard because they're on unplayable cards.
1: Yeah, and then, and I really don't like that because I feel like first of all, I don't play a lot of limited. I play a lot of cube. So like energy is not going in the cube. Right. If they continue energy in the next like couple sets, and there's enough cards that are good with energy that aren't limited, good, but like just good, then maybe it does. But that's like a really big commitment. So energy, automatically, I think is is like I already, I have a lower opinion of it right away because it looks gimmicky to me. Like it's just kicker, it's just another counter. I don't know why they had to put fucking reminder text on it. It doesn't seem like it needs that much reminder text. A lot of the stuff seems overcosted. Blah blah blah. I have all these problems with it. But on top of that. You're not gonna see that in a fucking standard, uh, tier two deck. Like, sure, some fucking brewer is gonna take you know his kitchen table by storm by playing vehicle energy pun <laughs> by
4: but, storm. Uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, but you know what I mean. And like, same with like allies, right? Like, allies were were uh, exciting in the first Zendikar because uh, you got the bonus of the ally by simply playing the ally, and then like in the second. Iteration, all the allies were just fucking trash. They weren't even good in the limited environment that they were in. So then, like, how can you be excited about that? Like, who cares? When they show you that, it's like who's getting excited for your fucking vehicle? like, Like so, and then and then like I said, like the other the other issue that I have with stuff like that is that like you're gonna you you so you take you have half, let's say half your players
5: play limited, and then Let's say half your players play like, um, limited, or say half your players play limited, and half your players play don't play limited. So, like you know, that's a
1: lot of like kitchen table. That's a lot of, uh, say like they just play standard, they just play F and M, they just play stuff like that, right? Um, you are designing cards that one side or the other are never going to use. So the limited environment is good for three months for the people that play limited a lot. They're going to, they're going to go to their draft every week, two times a week, three times a week. um, And they're going to crack the format. They're going to play it a lot. They're going to learn. So maybe vehicles are good. Maybe I'm wrong, right? That's possible. Um. So, but then are they good only in, in limited? You're designing them to a limited format around them. You know, is anybody going to, going to use the two one guy that can crew a vehicle and give it haste outside of limited? If, vehicles aren't the fucking hyper nut no they're not because that guy doesn't fucking do anything if you don't have a vehicle <laughs> so cool you just wasted a fucking design plot great so I mean obviously you can't make every card good in every format that's ridiculous but when you make an entire mechanic and then you have all this stuff designed around the mechanic it's just I'm, I just don't find it exciting for a lot of reasons that I either only play limited so I'm not excited about that or I, you know, I look at the mechanic as like, okay, well, this is pretty gimmicky in Limited. So then, like, like none of these cards are really good. They didn't push it. They could have pushed. It would have been good if they'd pushed it, but they didn't push anything. They just, you know, like, energy, I don't find energy very pushed. Although, there are, surprisingly, there are a lot of cards that have the word energy on it, which I was surprised at. I didn't think there would be that many cards. When they were first showing all the energy cards, it was like, okay, well, you know, this will be good if they print something that allows you to tap for energy or this will be good if they allow you to somehow, you know, get an energy when you do something like they made that creature that when he hits you, you get energy and, and things like that. Right. So energy doesn't look good to me because everything looks over costed a little bit like levels did, you know, all the good hmm. levelers were like 12 fucking levels. And it's like, yeah, well you give a guy five turns to draw removal. He probably draws it. Cool. But, uh, but like it just, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna look at like even if I, I played limited a lot, even if I drafted every week, I'm only playing with energy for what three months, and then okay. I guess if they keep it in the next set of the block too, then, then I'm playing it for okay, like maybe, like five months, six months at the most. I care about energy, and that's if I play limited every fucking week. Like, that's a lot. Of... Final
2: question, Jay. Does that mean you were disappointed in? you were disappointed in Madness in Eldritch Moon because it it just didn't go beyond the limited uh space?
5: Um, you know, I
1: mean, I think like Madness uh was a little bit different because they designed it. I I feel like they designed it a little bit better in that like they pushed it. So in, in limited okay. you like in limited the the cards with Madness were still good. so they mattered, right? Okay, in right. A limited right. environment. Um, okay, whereas, I, got you. I, I found that like yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I'm still a little disappointed that, like, I'm never gonna play with a madness card outside of that set. But I was right. just a
5: little bit, you know, I was a little bit more impressed with it because, like I said, there was cards that that were
0: pushed. Right. All right. I just, I, I it's magic is kind of an interesting space when it or time when it comes to these sort of abilities and figuring out uh, how they fit into the current. Power level of magic as a whole, because I like like madness, for example. Jay, in the in the madness example, they can say that they pushed madness, quote unquote. But if it's still not, no, I'm saying you you yeah. So you're you're saying that they're I'm, pushed I'm it?
1: saying they pushed madness, not not that they are saying we pushed madness. Just oh, so okay. just so you know, like if that was the distinction.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of interesting how they have to figure out how powerful these things can be in a completely new environment. I mean when madness came out in Odyssey Block it was a very good very good uh ability and it was basically like a whole deck. And then it you know I don't remember how exactly it did in Time Spiral when it came back when it came back around because I wasn't playing then. Uh but this time around it's it's been kind of disappointing and I wish they would have done a little bit more to it. But yeah,
1: like like Nowadays they're a lot more careful with mechanics because of things like storm and like the original madness and and like um cycling and things like that, right? Where they like they when they first created the ability, they pushed it and then it like ended up being too powerful, like it took over. So then they now they like they don't not to say that they're careful, but they just they watch that a little bit more, which can sometimes like lean into what you're talking about where like where, like, they they, they bring back... An ab- like, like it's hard, especially with, with abilities that you've brought back, because you're always going to be compared to the original, just like Return to Zendikar and Return to uh, Innistrad, right? So you're bringing back a mechanic, and you're saying, okay, we brought back madness, and then all these fucking nerds cream in their pants, and they just talk about it for, like, the entirety of spoiler season. And then, when it comes out, and it turns out that they had to dial it back a bit so that the set wasn't all about madness. Like, it was also about delirium. It was also about X and Y, right? Then... It it becomes, you you run into this problem where people are, like, disappointed in a mechanic because it's not, it doesn't live up to the original hype. Whereas, like, I feel like Madness was probably fine in Return, or in Eldritch Moon or whatever, um, if it didn't have the original
5: to compete with, if that makes sense. It has sequel syndrome. Hmm, okay. In my opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong, just, like, that's what I found, because like, I
1: agree with you. A lot of people were disappointed in a lot of the new iterations of of things like that. And it's, like, I find, like, a lot of the times it's because of sequel thinking.
2: Hmm. Well, I, I love this discussion. Um, so, on to the set, uh, Matt. Is there anything that tickles your brewer? Uh, <laughs> your brewer? The brewer All of a
0: sudden, I'm away? a brewer now, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey. hey, brewer is not a bad
2: word. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't everyone, everyone on this show. I've always thought that your deck was good. So, you know, it's, it's never come with a negative connotation for me. So is there anything in here that, that tickles your fancy constructive wise right away? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm actually really excited and, uh, bloody mess, Jess and, uh, Rob Lombardi and I have been having some Twitter conversations where we are basically just kind of throwing ideas back and forth. Um, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about the applications of uh, cards like Chief of the Foundry um, in a format where we have access to servos and vehicles uh, when combined with the colorless creature Pump Lords from Rise of Eldrazi or from uh, the Battle for Zendikar block. So basically, cards like the uh, blue. 3-2 uh, that costs 1 blue and 2 that gives other colorless creatures you control plus 1 plus 0. Artifact creatures are colorless creatures for the most part. And when uh, when you also think of vehicles as colorless creatures, you know, if you play that guy and you tap it to activate your uh, thief's uh, what was it called? Uh, the smuggler's copter it attacks as a 4-3. And then if you have, for example, a chief of the foundry it also pumps a smuggler smuggler's copter, so there's just lots of cool interactions that I think uh, can be discovered there. Uh, and it, and, you know, it could be the the three mana lords. They're not that not good enough, or whatever. But uh, I'm also excited about scrap heap scrounger, which is the two mana three two that can't block uh, and has the ability: you pay one in black to exile another creature card from your graveyard to return it from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, and it's an artifact creature. Uh, it's one of the sort of aggressive creatures that I think the aggressive decks will need to kind of come back, uh, from removal. I mean, it gives those decks, you know, if they fit, end up fitting that mold, it gives those decks a little bit of longevity, uh, because you can also, you know, bringing it, bringing it back to vehicles, uh, and actually, looking at this card, it, its ability is an instant. Uh, you can play it at instant speed, so that's kind of cool. But uh, if you play it, you know you can accrue uh, a vehicle or whatever. Uh, I'm also excited about Filigree Familiar, but I'm obviously not the only one. The three mana two-two. that's an artifact creature, Fox, that when it enters the battlefield, you gain two life, and then when it dies, you draw a card. Uh, that seems pretty, a pretty sick companion for uh, Pilgrim's Eye and the Emerge decks. Uh, what else? Uh, I am excited about Sky Sovereign uh, because uh, Inferno Titan is a pretty decent card. And then, you know, 6-5, being a 6-5 flyer is also pretty sweet. Now, I, I am hesitant to be super stoked about Sky Sovereign because it feels like it doesn't go in a lot of the decks that you, a lot of the controlish decks that you may want it in, but it could be the, a really cool top end for an aggro deck, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is also, I mean, it is a five-mana f- removal spell, so I mean, that's there's something to be said there. Uh, what else am I excited for? The... Bomat Courier, it's a 1-1 one, one haste for one that whenever it attacks, you exile the top card of your library face down. And then you can pay one red to discard your hand and sacrifice it to put all cards... For, oh, man, like, uh... this card
1: seems so cool. Yeah, right? That card, that card is like a card somebody invented on the internet. Like, that's not a real magic card. That's, a... <laughs> that's, like, so many different things that are cool. Like, I have no idea if that card's good or bad. Yeah. It seems super good, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's enough... Uh, you know like that that's a there there's like a red black aggro like artifact aggro deck that could be possible uh that involves that card uh but yeah i i'm i'm stoked about it too as a way for you to basically be able to reload uh because like for example it can get in uh pretty early and then for then you can you know if it's has like two maybe three cards underneath it you can basically just chuck it into combat just so that you get one more trigger. And then before it dies in combat, you just sack it and you reload. Uh, so that seems pretty sweet. In addition, it that it has haste. It's worst case scenario, one red, one colorless draw card. Like if you are, if you're in a top deck situation, uh, the, obviously I'm excited about the fast lands, uh, they have tons of applications and lots of formats and I'm excited to pick up four of each so that I have them and uh, I am especially excited about the white-black and the black-green ones uh, because I have been brewing some variations of those. What have you, what have you been doing? Uh, brewing.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting.
0: Interesting. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad to be a brewer. I just, all of a sudden, like, that's my... that I'm pegged to be yeah, a one,
5: because you you're brewing. <laughs>
4: interesting. Interesting, <laughs> yes. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm considering the white black Eldrazi deck or a white black control deck, or the I love the idea of playing the green black delirium deck. Maybe maybe it could be John Delirium, and maybe that's still where you want to be because you get access to uh Radiant Flames or other stuff. Uh Aether Hub I'm, obviously, I'm I'm excited about because Tendo, it's a strict upgrade to Tender Ice Bridge and it's an Uncommon. That's pretty gross. Uh, but yeah, um, and then for my Popper Cube, I am excited about a lot of the energy cards, actually, conversely to Jay. Uh, because of the fact that they basically, the energy, if you use it for nothing else, it makes the creature a little bit better than what you would actually be able to get at that casting cost usually.
5: Uh oh yeah for for like for
1: sure it's a it's worth like half a card
0: yeah 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 i mean i'm looking at you know like the the two four for four that you get you know you can just use the energy to make it a three five and that's a little bit higher on the curve than what you normally would get so uh yeah and then the other really kind of the card that you know a lot of people have talked about because it's been around for a while but i'm really excited about its application in, uh, in a lot of different situations is Harnessed Lightning. The uh, one red, one mana instant that you choose target creature, you get three energy and then you can pay energy to deal damage to it. Uh, only because it allows you to use your energy store to deal more damage to it, or you can literally just target the creature and get three energy, depending, or you can, you can customize it to deal two damage and get one energy. It's just a really cool design.
5: Yeah, I don't think
0: that card's good, but it is a cool design. Yeah, um, I mean, it all depends on how good energy is. You know, like it, the card could be really good. Uh, but who knows? Uh, and Inventor's Apprentice is another one I'm I'm excited about. It's the one red one two that gets plus one plus one as long as you control an artifact. So that seems pretty cool. Um,
2: well, I did want to ask when you were talking yeah. about the the Admiral deck. Because a, a lot of people, since I work at face face a lot of people come up to me with all these crazy ideas. And I don't know if it's already been talked about online or in, like, MTG Salvation forums. But in, in that Artifact Aggro, it is Toolcraft Exemplar, I don't know if you've mentioned it, part of that mix? Is it playable um, in your which eyes? Which one was that one? That's the 1-1 one, one for 1 that becomes a 3-2 if you control an Artifact. Uh, at the beginning of your combat, so at the beginning of your combat, on your t- on your turn, if you control an artifact, Soulcraft Exemplar gets plus two plus one, becoming a three two, and if you control three or more artifacts, it also gains first strike until end of turn.
0: Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that card uh, being good in the. I, I mean, Limited. it kind of depends on the. Limited. I I think it has more <laughs> applications elsewhere. Uh, you can Limited. you can have. Did, uh, <laughs>
1: was Metalcraft? Was metalcraft very good in standard?
0: Yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> I don't remember it being very good
0: in standard, actually. Uh, temperance zero was like a whole deck. Oh but, yeah, for like a week and a half, temperance was a deck. I
1: forgot. Yeah,
0: that. totally, like a week and a half. But I could see it. I could see that totally because you have access to the 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 one two that turns into a two three. You have access to that guy. You have access to the one the one one for one that has haste. Uh, and in addition to like all of the could be playable artifact creatures that they just kind of threw in? Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's something to explore, and I'm, ex- I'm excited about it.
2: Um, the, the other crazy idea, Jay, the combo that uh, this guy came up to me, it's like, KYT, you surely know this. Is this viable? It, it sounds pretty sketchy to me. It, it revolves around Sahili Ray. Um, it revolves around having some sort of win condition, like Altar of the Brood, and then Liquid metal coating.
1: Of course, every time that fucking <laughs> this happens, like, like, there's always people that want to play the liquid metal coating yeah. Like get this garbage. Like, so, uh, I actually had, a fucking, I had a dream like, with all these spoilers. I had a dream about going back to the Broken City School of Magic and fucking playing against someone who was playing liquid metal coating and just getting my ass handed to me because, of course, I didn't like account. For the turn two, liquid metal coating. Turn three to ten, stone rain or naturalized cards or whatever. And then of Whoa. course, like the next two games were just like absolute. He just got donked, because that's not a real deck. But
2: sounds like Mendoza can brew something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just destroy all your lands even more. Um, here's the even funkier. Here, Jay, you pro- I-, I probably think this idea is pretty sketchy, but you can definitely lose to it if they nut draw it. Um, they place a Sahil- heal ray turn that into an artifact, and then just like keep making copies of itself, I guess, until infinity, and then you just deck them out, um, is apparently the combo. So the, the minus two on Heli Ray is create a token that's a copy of target artifact or creature you control, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. That token gains haste, to exile it at the beginning of the next end step, and uh, our altar of the brood is whenever an artifact another permanent enters the battlefield under your control each opponent puts a top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard so you just deck your opponent uh if you have those three cards i think yeah but uh i don't know i mean all the time when it's just a three card combo without at least like you know the splinter twin had a lot of redundant pieces so that's what made it so good and yeah. uh, this would be, uh you would just you will lose to this Combo some amount of the time if you can't interact with it. <laughs> I think Jay might lose to it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I'll end up losing. Well, I mean, if I played standard, but um, I would for sure end up losing to something like that.
2: Well, it's got to be modern, man. It's got liquid metal coating, man. <laughs> Unless it's back. Well,
4: well, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: uh, I didn't
4: i can
1: fit into ponza
0: a little bit of liquid metal coding. <laughs> yeah, so i different. did not know that tool Toolcraft, yeah. Toolcraft exemplar was a white creature uh that yeah. may affect its playability a little bit but we do have the white red fa- fastland fast land so that does that mana base right there does support aggressive uh, aggressive decks uh and then another little interaction that with a new card that i like is authority of the consoles uh, or consoles It is a one white enchantment that says creatures your your opponent control opponents control enter the battlefield tapped, and whenever a creature you control or whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you gain one life. One of the really cool interactions is going back to the vehicle conversation earlier is that it taps down your creatures that enter the battlefield, so they cannot crew vehicles. So it allows you to play your control game a little bit better around uh around not being able to play as much instant speed removal as you would like.
4: Hmm. Yeah
1: I find it interesting about this card is that, that it uh it keeps costing less than less man.
0: Yeah, bl- blind obedience and uh yeah like blind whatever. obedience
1: and, and like Thalia, like like original Thalia was spells. And then like new Thalia is spells and this effect. And then like there was that from like M fourteen there was the girl that was like a two one. And she tapped your guys when she came in. Yeah, to yeah. Too. And then there's, like, the, there's, like, that Griffin, that major things cost one more. It had flying and was a 2-1, but it cost three. And, like, they just keep taking abilities like this. I'm like, ah, how much can we push these? Oh, how good can we make this, really? And then now this one's like, oh, yeah, blind obedience costs one more. And then now this one costs, and, and you had to pay mana to gain the life. And this one, oh, yeah, we'll just take We'll take a mana off the activation and a mana off the casting cost.
5: That's fine. (laughs) That's balanced. That's fine.
0: (laughs) And on a Ponza note, because I can't not talk about this, I am excited about Chandra. I've gotten a lot of questions of like, hey, Chandra looks like it goes great in your deck. And it does. Uh, As a one or two of for sure, but I am excited about Chandra. And I did not realize this, but Creeping Mold is in this format. So uh, I mythic star brewing. Oh god. <laughs> Dear god. Now Pretty if they could bold. only also reprint acidic slime, I would I think I I <laughs> <laughs> be...
1: I just saw Demon of Dark Schemes and I'm so disappointed. When that card was spoiled, it was in like a different language. Uh-huh. And so it, on mythic spoiler the cards that are on different languages, they always spoil them. And then if you click on them, it takes you to a page where it was uh, translated by someone. And normally, they're, like, pretty good. But Demon of Dark Schemes was not Demon of Dark Schemes. It was Demon of Sneaky Schemes. And that was way better. <laughs> that was way better.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
5: I play my Demon of Sneaky Schemes!
0: I'm
1: better sneaky.
5: Now I <laughs> play the Demon of Whatever, I get some energy. I pay 100 energy, and I get to draw a card or something stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This set, like, the art is super...
1: The art is the best part. The art's, like, fucking super cool. All these, Every card has amazing art. Like, when was the last time you saw a set that had every card was amazing? Like, this reminds me of old um, Weatherlight, where, like, I'm learning the story through the the art. I didn't read any of the flavor text. I don't care about that at all. Oh, okay. Shout out, though. Shout out to... Oh, uh, fuck. What's that guy's name? Oh, Inkwell Looter.
4: <laughs> he, used
1: all the, he used to do all the cool stuff. For, um, he, used to, he did all these tokens and altars, and he did all these tokens for me, these plant tokens that I absolutely love. And then when uh, we did a return to Phyrexia, or whatever it was called, um, he did the Poison Counter Clock, that counted up to ten, and then he did those poison counters that were like dollars, because we made that we made that joke. Do you remember that KYT, like five years ago, however long that was, when we talked about like your your fucking your money dollars and shit, and like. So he made like tokens for that, and then wizards featured that on the mothership, and then apparently, that guy now writes flavor text.
5: I, I didn't know that. Was a,
1: I didn't even know that was a job that you. Bought. I thought not the guy that designed the card, or girl, I guess, that designed the card just got to write flavor text for the card that they designed. But no, apparently that is a job you can get it, with. So shout out to Inkwell Looter for getting that job. But, anyways, like I was saying, I feel like, uh, yeah, I've learned like the story of this set
5: from, uh, from the art. And all the art is super fucking cool. Like, all these, like, uh, what are these guys called? Etherborn?
1: All these Etherborn guys, like, look so fucking badass. I mean, their cards kind of suck, but they look so badass. And then, like, there's all these, like, I love the racial representation that there's, like, hardly any white people in this set, but great. And, oh, man, like, okay, how cool is fucking Diabolic Tudor uh, being Chandra, uh. getting whispered to by Vest? That's fucking so sweet. I mean, they should have had Steve Argyle do that art.
5: But uh, it's so cool. It's fucking so cool, man. uh what else? What else? What else is cool about this? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just fucking super cool. I like it. I like that stuff. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how many cards are going in. Like, uh, TSG was talking about it. He said there's about seven. He said if you don't count energy cards, there's about seven cards he could see going into um, going into uh, a cube. And, like, three of those are red cards. And I don't know. I guess it really depends kind of how your cube is built. Some of these cards are, like, really good for a cube. Like, they're just, like, strictly better versions almost. Oh, and how cool is Ariel Responder as like a mirror image of vampire nighthawk. Oh
0: yeah, Aerial Responder is great.
5: Yeah. He's like Dwarven Dayhawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm totally stealing cool. that. Yeah, he is. He's definitely that's that's the deal. But uh
1: yeah, so I don't know. I like that. I think it's cool. It'll be fun. I'll probably I'm like just like most sets, I'll so probably Ooh, actually I was trying to get a, a uh pre release going, but uh, I only play two at a giant pre-releases because they don't take forever and then I don't have to smell everybody's sweat. And so uh, I tried to do that this weekend, but then apparently everybody made, made plans. So I might not even play the pre-release of
5: this, which sucks because it, it looks so cool.
4: Uh, which
0: store oh. you go to where every, everybody smells. like yeah. I, I go to yeah. a lot of different game stores and many of them are pleasant.
5: Yeah, for like five minutes, for sure, yeah. And then like, uh, you know,
0: nobody
1: wants a no store owner wants to spend money on fucking air conditioning and. Why
2: do you even play Magic?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: You gotta crack open some masterpieces, Jay.
1: I know, that's why like, I want to go play especially like play fucking Two-Headed Giant,
5: man. That's 12-pack crack open. <laughs> I am Actually, so hoping master... Go ahead.
0: I am so hoping I open a solar ring. That's the one masterpiece I want over all of them. It just like because looks of art or because of... all the whole package. It just looks mm-hmm. phenomenal.
1: I think the swords are the best. They fucking like I I love the Chris Ron swords. And uh and these masterpieces are definitely making me like want to fucking switch them out. Yeah. And then they printed 3 in this set, so they're obviously printing the next 2 in the next set. So like of course I'm going to have to buy the entire set which is only
5: like you know going to be a thousand
0: <laughs> and Manicrypt like, actually too.
5: Yeah, Crypt looks good. Actually I it's love a the
0: Yeah, yeah. I love the the crypt flavor text to me is what just completely takes it over the top and utterly silent chamber submitted by an artificer who wished to remain anonymous. That's fantastic.
5: Is it? I love it, yeah. Hmm. I think you're projecting.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm being, I'm uh, you know, saying well, my like, I don't know, it
5: doesn't sound that's what I'm saying, like it doesn't <laughs>
0: sound
1: actually me. It sounds like you're like projecting something, on it. but maybe like it's story something or like that I don't get that you're into, I don't
0: know. No, it's just the idea, it's like No Rod. You know, the flavor text is but it doesn't do anything. No. It does nothing.
5: Yeah, that's hilarious.
0: It's that sort of thing, where, like, the idea of people, uh, the idea of things having to do stuff, like the Gauntlet of Power or Aether Vial or Champion's Hell, the idea that these artifacts have to do stuff, that things always have to do stuff or make noise or whatever, or be active. And there's just this thing, occasionally, like the Mana Crypt or, like, the
5: Norod, that just does nothing. So. I don't know.
1: You know what I think is actually like disappointing for me personally is that almost all of these masterpieces look fucking amazing and they look way better than their, their originals. And I don't play a lot of them in my cube, so I have no reason to get them. Which sucks because they look like even like uh, what's that one? Uh, the Cloudstone Curio or whatever it's uh-huh. called. Like that thing looks so fucking awesome. Like so awesome. And uh and yeah, I don't I, I don't play it in my cube, so I'm not gonna have that.
5: And <laughs> uh what's the other one? Oh uh, the sword? Uh, I do I have all the swords,
1: so I'm gonna I'm definitely putting those in. Um soaring Ring Mana Crypt I have. I don't have Gauntlet of Power, but it looks so cool that I might put it in. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have lightning greaves anymore, but the lightning greaves look awesome. And like Champion's helmet <laughs> is like the first one, like, you know they they printed more Champion's Helmets than any other fucking masterpiece, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> like,
5: even it is
1: super cool, and
5: and I play a lot of Commanders, too, so fucking I might even put that in there. It looks so fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I really I hope that's all do. you I'm open. Like,
1: yeah, I'm gonna open, like like, fucking all open It'll be the first time I've ever opened any money in a pack ever, and I will open ten fucking champions helps.
4: Please. Please. <laughs> they'll
1: be worth at most, they'll be worth like sixty dollars. And and they're only worth sixty dollars if you can get someone to pay that. Like there'll be like the the quintessential foil common, basically, right?
5: Oh yeah, this fucking this fucking, you know Pegasus this foil Pegasus is worth like two dollars. But you know nobody wants to buy it for two dollars, so it's worth <laughs> nothing. Oh, okay, cool. I'll just keep it forever in my dank
4: fucking thing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like I did that with the
1: fucking the, the 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 foil trilands from like Alara and stuff. I like bought a bunch of those, and then of course like Phoenix got some in that were like Japanese foils, so I had to like upgrade to that. And they were like the same price as regular foils. So I was like, sweet. You want to just trade straight across? They're like, no. No one wants to buy these. Just you want to buy these, you chump. And I was like, fuck.
5: Great. So now I have two copies that I paid $8 total for that are worth $0. Okay. <laughs> Fucking cube.
0: By the way. I got to on... be
5: like the, the proxy guy. Just print everything.
0: <laughs> on your topic of the Aetherborn being really cool, I love Contraband Kingpin. Uh, it's blue-black for a 1-4 four with lifelink. It's an Aetherborn bor- rogue, and this is whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, scry 1. Now, I don't think the card oh, is very great, cool. but the the flavor text with the combination of the art is, Dose, don't waste my time with trifles. Bring me works of art, and I will make you rich. I, just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, that let's...
1: is fucking cool uh,
5: flavor text. That guy's yeah. badass. Also, Blue now gets Lifelink. Woohoo! Yeah. Call Hi. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Marrow. Thank you for printing. <laughs> and Blue Lifelink guy. You sound so excited. I love it.
1: Yeah, and this is like, I'm excited, and then I won't get to play. It'll be the free release I don't get to play.
5: <laughs> well, it's kind of your own fault. Yep. <laughs> I oh. didn't you're a uh, partner for two of
0: because that's the only thing that's keeping you from doing that obviously
5: yeah well and sweaty rhinos i guess i could just uh. rent sweaty rhinos i don't really want to do that
4: though all right
5: what about you K-Y? what are you excited for in the new set
2: yeah uh, I, I like like i just never look um i'm just not <laughs> okay i to get uh I mentioned this on the show a lot i don't uh, i don't get excited by the by the art or any of these cool stuff i just look forward to getting the cards in my hand and and playing them uh but masterpieces do look super nice and um i'm excited just to see how the pt uh how people are brewing for the pt i was uh at the wmcq and uh, next to rob robert lombardi in round three where we were both one one and. Uh, we were trolling each other and uh he after he lost he he i saw him take out his phone and uh, he already had plans of new standard already so he was sleeving up new standard proxying some of the new cards and, and was already trying to grind matches with other people to prepare for the PT and it's cool to see on twitter that uh like Matt mentioned like Billy Matt suggest are all uh discussing uh the upcoming sets so I'm really excited to see what uh, lombardi comes up with and see if uh mendoza helped them brew anything for the pp so uh <laughs> doubtful <laughs> that's gonna be exciting doubtful um i'm just gonna go a quick run through through my wmcq i did not win it was a disappointing weekend but one of my friends felix uh friend of the show who's been on uh, he ultimately won the slot which is kind of crazy just because he's been so you sometimes you think that uh there's variance in the game but someone who's been so dominant on the on the face-to-face games, Open Series, by either finishing second or first with Scapeshift or Dredge, and now he crushes the competition with uh, a modified uh, version of Scapeshift is super impressive, especially some of the innovations he did. So I myself played Scapeshift. I just took Oliver Tew's uh, Titan Shift deck from Worlds tweaked it a bit i decided just to the, the only significant change really that i made was changing nature's claims into natural states just because natural states used to be there because i mean nature's claim was there because it can hit ley line which natural state can't it's just can't it can only hit enchantments or artifacts cost it three or less but i was willing to uh, deal with the fact that I wouldn't face any decks that play the White Leyland. I don't think it's, it's really a sideboard card amongst the more popular archetypes, and I, I think I don't regret that decision. I, I did end up playing, and I know me and you had some discussion about that, uh, Matt, about, like, metagame or whatever, but again, it was, as I expected, super varied to the point where my first match was against, like, Team Geist. Like the Scotty deck. (laughs)
1: Holy fuck, from like five years ago.
2: Yeah, from five years ago. And I had like
1: 2-4 special.
2: (laughs) The 2-4 special that played Geist, that played... um... And then I went along and and played against two uh, Blue-Red Delver decks. So these decks Uh I had not foreseen at all. And we're talking about Toronto, which is basically the mecca of Canadian modern magic, I would say. It's just like modern... Is just super hype there. Um, I, well, it's bigger than Montreal. I wouldn't say, actually, I wouldn't say it's the Mecca because Alberta, people do come out for whether it's Red Deer, Calgary, or Edmonton. So I won't go that far, but Toronto is definitely up there. And I ran into three Delver decks, and it was like, hmm, interesting. I uh, ran into only one Abzan deck, which is my best matchup. Uh, ironically, I beat, actually, I beat all the Delver decks that I played against. Um,
0: oh, wow. That's a, that's a, a rough matchup, matchup, matchup for you, right?
2: Right, right. And I beat Infect as well, which is, again, said to be one of my worst matchups. Uh, I did end up losing. My losses were to Scapeshift with Blue, which is a b- bad matchup because yeah. they just remand. But I, I did lose to it. They just remand and scapeshift me back. Yeah. I lost to that. I lost to PD Pablo himself playing Burn, and, and that's a bad matchup. And I, I lose, you know, to Bat Eldrazi with... uh my opponent drawing multiple thought knots series each time. So not, not feeling too bad, just really surprised. I didn't basically have one good matchup, and I finished 5-4. Um, still felt like I had the deck, um, but Felix had, uh, like I mentioned earlier, some interesting innovation. So he tried every single card possible to gain an edge in the mirror, and he said he was losing infinite on Moto until he came across Witchbane Orb. So that was his innovation. Cyborg card as I think a two of for the mirror. And it also helps him against burn and against, I guess, storm if they're trying to kill you with grape shot. So it has applications there. And I definitely see it. Uh, even though it's four mana, there's sometimes where against a burn net you want to chalice for two, especially if they're Naya burn, if they just have Boris charms, Tarkus command, Skull cracks, and all of that stuff. Then you do want to chalice for, for two sometimes. And this. Sort of just shuts down their one mana and two mana burn spells. So I think I really like his twist. And um, yeah, shout outs to Matt Mealing as well, who top it with his version of Red Green Ponza. Hell yeah. And near the end, I-, I mentioned this on Twitter, Jay. Like a guy came up to me and said, uh, you know, that he didn't have a modern deck, so he just decided to build Mendoza's deck for. <laughs> He says, like, for $40, like, he put it together, and it's like, don't play a KYT, <laughs> while shaking his head. Yeah, like, I, heard, I saw that, yeah. Don't play it, KYT. Don't, I'm like, what? Don't play it. Don't play it. <laughs> so that was, that was a funny moment. Just Why did just he, why? A I think he he had an awful tournament. Uh, I think that's all. Um, oh, okay. I
0: mean, it's, like, like obviously, Matt Mealing was able to top eight with it, and then uh, there was another Ponza deck that top eighted, the WMCQ in Scotland. And uh so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I know Matt like is really he usually plays some sort of rule deck and he's in love with dragons. So in his <laughs> list he had four stormbreath dragons and two Thundermaw hellkites. Jeez. Uh, that's awesome. He finds he kept emphasizing how he felt Inferno Titan was too slow compared to these dragons. So Yeah, I think that very that. much be could be the case. So, mm-hmm. and so the tournament was, was fun overall. Um we we had talked Matt about like also about like picking a deck and, and stuff like that. For for me, I just wanted to pick a deck that for, for modern especially that had its good matchups, which is like ab- any mid-range stuff, and it could certainly win. Against even aggro decks, especially against opponents who don't know, um, sometimes they just keep a hand that is just one turn too slow, and a lot of players will do that. So it was fine with that, and uh, went with that in modern. Just just wanted a deck with good matchups and hope to win the matchup roulette. Obviously, it didn't go my way. Though I did beat the Delver decks, which is kind of kind of funny. <laughs> so I crazy. did also forget a rule change since I haven't been playing modern for so long um, that they had changed how explosive worked with Delver like Delver flipped is not zero it's one and uh it was kind of comical that against Blue Red Delver I had I had it set to zero and my opponent was but he he was also playing young Pyromancer so it wasn't like completely dead but in my head at the time I was like yeah I'm just gonna kill that Delver if it flips That, that was my mindset the whole time and he was tilting so hard because it wouldn't flip each time. And the funny part, like, to, from my side, I'm just like, why does he want to flip it so bad? I'm just going to kill it because I don't know the rule change. Turns out, like, it doesn't flip for basically, like, 12 turns, and I kill him. And uh, so thankfully, I, I didn't even have to blow up the explosive to find out that I couldn't kill the dumper. So wow. that was kind of lucky. He was really frustrating. Like, oh, every time he looked, he's like, he was like so tilted, and I'm like, th- to me, it's just so funny to think about my my thought process there. I was just like, why does he want to flip it so bad? I'm just gonna blow it up. <laughs> so um, that was pretty funny to me. Um, but uh, that was my tournament overall, and I'd still play scape ship, and I'd look to maybe add witchman orb to the sideboard and, and stuff like that. Onto your uh, your weekend, Matt. Uh I played
0: a w- or a PPTQ and uh started off a disappointing O two, uh, which was yeah, it was pretty I was like, okay, this sucks. Um I I lost my first round against Affinity where I kept a hand that I usually keep that I'm now thinking that I shouldn't because it's we have these hands that are four lands and two mana sources and then something. And that's like trash. a
1: that hand, trash.
0: Okay. Uh, like,
1: like, like, I, like that hand happens a lot when you play like the ramp deck. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was, yeah.
1: But that, that, that happens a lot when you play a ramp deck, like when you, when I was playing Val, um, like original, uh, rise del drowsy, uh, yeah. Rise del drowsy. Um, or, like, in my cube, or, like, anything like that, you find those hands, those hands are a trap, because you you have six lands and something, right? You wouldn't keep, like, a six land something hand, that hand is garbage, unless that something absolutely destroys them. Like, if you know that Blood Moon, like, they have no out to Blood Moon, and it's unbeatable, then, like, maybe six land Blood Moon, maybe. I don't even play Modern, so I don't know if that's, like, an accurate statement, but like, those hands are traps, because you will draw nothing.
4: Like yeah.
5: you
1: have to. You have to look at it as if I draw nothing, even one turn. What happens?
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, and I, like, yeah that and I, all the time. I learned that the hard way this weekend, and where I I basically lost game one because I flooded. And, and our logic behind keeping those hands was that you we have two accelerants, so we can basically get to five minute on turn three. But like you said, any land draw or any dork draw is just dead.
1: Yeah, and you have so many of those in your deck.
0: Yeah, we have twenty-one lands and ten dorks. So yes, you're,
1: you're in a thirty-one land deck. So half your deck is dead draw. On yeah. that on that game, right. Yeah. So like that's trash. That's absolutely garbage.
0: So and then game two, I mulliganed. I was on the play versus Affinity and had two lands, an ancient grudge, two bonfires, a Uh, dragon and something and mold it. Uh, And then basically mold it down to like a uh, one land six and then no lands five and four and three and then just kept on three and almost won but lost. Um, But so that was that that was round one and then round two was uh, fish where basically he just he it was a really close game one and then game two. He figured like, like I think he, he just figured out what I was doing. And basically he went, I went Arbor Elf. He went dismember. But
5: Arbor Elf dismember. All right. Utopia sprawl spreading seeds.
0: Arbor Elf tied by your mage. And then it was just, uh, just a systematic dismantling where he spreading seized both of my lands. And I didn't draw any more. And then he killed, killed two of my dorks, and then uh, tapped down my arbor elf with another dude. And it was that's how I went. I went O two, and then oh uh, yeah, you
5: always bolt the bird, right? You oh yeah, the yeah,
0: bird. yeah. Um, well, it's been a long time since I had just a dismantling like that. We actually had this conversation uh f- f- late Saturday night as I was. Flip flopping of whether I wanted to play Affinity or whether I wanted to play Ponza. And one of the things that I really like about Ponza is that I almost never feel like I'm out of the game. I, I don't know what it is with this deck, but there's just like the matchups all seem fairly even and, you know, favorable or unfavorable, like a, a little bit each way. But it's crazy how they, they're just. I've never, uh, usually like with like affinity, you get these hands and these game states where you're just like, wow, I'm just losing really slowly or I'm just losing. Like I'm just, I or you just immediately get blown out with, with Ponza. It just doesn't feel like that. So that's why with combined with my experience with Ponza and, uh, that feeling, I decided to just play it one more PPTQ being that I had all this like recent experience as opposed to not having it with the with affinity, but uh, and then I went, I t- righted the ship and then went uh, 02 and then three one three zero one in the last rounds to finish 3 2 and 1 versus uh, and I my draw was against Lantern Control because goddamn it, Lantern Control and uh, for 16th place at a store that prized down to top 16 and I got some packs, so that was pretty sweet. Uh, I didn't win the thing, but it was nice to end my like long pptq run at a store that was not charging 20 to 30 dollars and not giving out prizes to like a large portion of the event so because that's one of my annoyances with a lot of the pptqs that i've gone to is that the only prize to the top eight and then maybe they give out some door prizes and that sucks Mm -hmm. because basically you get into these situations where uh I one PPTQ. I paid thirty bucks, went four two and got nothing, and it didn't top eight <laughs> and got nothing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that was my weekend. Uh, in addition, just buying a bunch of stuff. I'm, uh, I'm getting <laughs> MTG finance. Man, it's just too easy. I too I, easy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I try to get. I was like, I'm going to get out of it. It's it's like a distraction and then it's just i realize how easy it is for me to make money and i can just i know how to do it and so basically i'm kind of going to try to make this side gig thing into like my main gig that way uh you know it companions well with competitive magic and basically i i just i want to make sh- get to a point where i just, i don't work anywhere like i i'm freelance and Able to work from home or work when I want to and whatever.
4: That's
1: my
2: dream too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's everybody's dream is to be rich and not have to work. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: it's not, I'm not. I don't want to be rich. Well, I sure I want to be rich, but I, I don't want to have to work. I mean, or I and
1: nobody wants to I, have okay. to work. That's why they call it work.
0: I should say that I I like I want to do work that I like to do, and I do work that I like to do now. Really? But, so. It's, you know, it's not too bad, but yeah, that's just what I'm, what I've been up to.
2: Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> um, Matt, like, I, I, you talked about how like you would prefer, I guess, a flatter prize structure. Um, and I'm not sure what most people think. Like, some people are okay with, like, most of it going to top eight. Others are, are want a more flat. you are.
1: Like, the people that are consistently top eighting like it when it's top-heavy, right? And the people that aren't want it to be flatter.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it also comes down to entry fee. Uh, Like, like if I'm going to pay $30 to go play in a small local event, I don't want that $30 just to go to the top-8. Like, that's a really high number. A really high entry fee for not a lot of price spread. Whereas... You know, ten to fifteen dollars, even twenty. Like twenty dollars is pushing it, but like ten to fifteen, if you just charge that for your PPTQ, prize up to the top eight. I don't care.
2: Okay, and they decide, right? The store decides yep. like the percentage they want to give out. So, kind of sucks that some stores are more, um, are are just more willing to give a bigger piece than than others. Um. Yeah, I know like the face-to-face games, PPTQ is really popular because we make it a 1K and we don't necessarily, I'm not sure if we necessarily make money off of those, but, uh, and I know some other places, they're really, really cheap about it. So you're not getting, they're just playing off the fact that you really want that PPTQ invite to make the most of it. Um, for for me, I, I find the, uh, after my weekend, actually, I, I just find um, the grind, It's it's pretty grueling when, you drive six hours there and, and there plus six hours back for a tournament that really only has one prize that I want. So yeah, that, that's that's the disappointing part. I think that uh, what I would have enjoyed now that I look back at these tournaments and, and tournaments in the past is if they really had maybe a um, a secondary tournament later in the day that was also somewhat important to maybe have at least that I'm traveling for, like, two shots at something. But, um, yeah, like, in GP, at least, you can still, like, win ca- cash after, like, losing three times or, or try to fight for something because the payout structure is flatter. But in all of these, like, tournaments, it's really, like, first or nothing. And it can be... I just realized how demoralizing it feels to just, like, feel like you wasted, like, a lot of hours just for one really uh, small shot at... Uh, well, and when you consider
1: I... when you consider how much variance there is in Magic too, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So it just leads uh, to I totally see.
1: Oh, and speaking of feel beds <laughs> pieces too. Uh, I know people like Heather Dawn are really excited. Revised angel on Twitter. Shout out. Um, are really excited uh, to see like fucking hyper blowouts.
5: Um, oh like, yeah. Where
1: like unlimited, like, where you have like a limited, like player has like a soul ring, and then it's just like, oh yeah, I get fucking wrecked. Um, I hate when that happens. If it's in cube, like, fine. That's a format where, like, every card is OP, so no card is OP. But, like, I really am not excited, if I do play the pre-release, to sit down to, like, against some six-year-old who just goes, like, turn one, fucking Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, Soul Ring, Hyper Boat, 3U to the face, go, <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking cool. Okay. Like, even just even just any masterpiece, Sword fucking anything, just go. Oh,
5: yeah, great. Fuck. I'm yeah, so that. Jay.
0: I actually am in agreement with you here. I think it's kind of messed up that these are allowed to be played in a limited event where they can be, they're obviously just insane. You know, the swords, yeah. for example, are just yeah, nuts. Like, like they're, they're... The
1: sword, like the swords were bad when they were mythics. in Like the format (laughs) they were in, like you know,
0: yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know, I'm not okay with that.
1: And like the thing, too, is like, I mean, and it'd be interesting to know if they designed with the masterpieces in mind because, like, so this, there's the three swords or whatever, like, how good are those going to be against these colors, right? Like, Sword of Feast and Famine was really good against the black green infect deck, for example, right? So, if Sword of Feast and Famine, like, is black-green, are either of those colors going to be good in this format? If black is the worst color, traditionally, like it has been recently, or, like, blue's the worst color, then Sword of Fire and Ice isn't as good. It's still insane. It's not as good, right? Like, but, like, yeah, like, how, how good are you going to feel when you draft or open a good field deck and then some guy just fucking swords your face? You're like,
5: okay. yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. All right, round two, I guess. Uh, I'll just start at O one and yeah. If, even if I win out, I'm just I still am just yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. And that's traditionally why I like I hate steel. That's another reason why I'll only play two at a giant. Um, two at a giant's like way softer, and I have way more fun. because I don't have to interact with anybody I don't want to interact with. I just get to hang out with my one friend forever, and we just play all day and then go home kind of thing, right? So, um, but like playing in, like, a, like say, like, a seven-round tournament, when I have to start my day against, like, somebody that got the Masterpiece, you know, they didn't get the Champion's Helm, they got the Ultra, I'll just be, like, just so demoralized. Like, why would I even continue? That sounds...
4: That's just... <laughs> like, that doesn't sound like it's fun at all. <laughs> you know?
5: Um, did they
2: decide that, uh, Matt? Did they decide if it's... They're not, they didn't announce it. It's gonna play out that way at the PT, like what you said, right? And I wonder if they cared or they if they actually want that story well, to happen. Gonna,
0: no, no, no. You, you can, definitely... Yeah, you can you can open them and draft them and you can open play with and them draft, in your steel deck cheat, and
1: they'll cheat it at the Pro Tour. I would be very surprised if anybody
5: gets.
0: I mean the the it's very unlikely uh to get one. I mean I think that uh
1: It'll be super. I, I it's like one one hundred
0: and forty-four packs, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like the the pros are already so whiny about so much shit. I would, I would, I would be very surprised if they allow one to be opened at a pro tour or even a G, like GPS. They can't really stop it from happening, but at a pro tour for sure, I don't think. I don't. I would be very surprised if they let one get opened. Like, could you imagine if fucking not not only if Owen Turtenwald won won the pro tour because he had like a sword or a soul ring or something. But could you imagine if just like some Jabronski won because of that? Yeah. Oh god. They would just be up in arms. Actually that <laughs> might be the perfect storm because you'd have all the other like Jabronskis being like, oh this is the best and then all the pros being like, okay, well skill doesn't matter. And we're like, yeah, obviously it's fucking sealed. It doesn't matter. Like nice six on color mythic rare pool you opened. Skill matters, I guess. <laughs>
2: I wish Jer was here because that's how he basically got second of a GP. He just kept opening Wolfie's Silverheart
4: <laughs> yeah. all the time.
2: <laughs> that's all. That's all he did. Like he had two of them. It's like what the yeah, fuck? I how, do like, how, how do you, you lose? How do you fucking lose? Fuck,
4: nice, nice fucking deck, idiot. Okay, great. yeah, for.
0: For some perspective, uh, I just did the math real quick. And it's one every... The average is one every 48 players. So the PT is what? A, a KYT, it's about 350 to 400 players, right?
2: Yeah, roughly, if I had to guess. So that's
0: like... 10. 8 to 10? Yeah. yeah.
5: There's no way that they let 8
1: of these get opened at the I mean, program. they're going to. No. Nope. But... I don't, I, I don't think so. If you're fucking, like, they're if, gonna pre-open them, you're saying? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, because yeah. they know the pools, they have to stamp them. Yeah, there's right, no right, fucking right. way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> Could you imagine if they let fucking ten of these get open at a pro tour? Oh my god. I wouldn't want to be. I don't want to be Mark Rosewater on a good day. Fuck. Could you imagine if that happened? There's no way. There's no way they would do that. They'll never. I mean, to be
5: fair, I will never be confirmed correct? Because they'll never admit that they that they do that. But they do.
2: <laughs> I mean, part of me thinks that maybe they do sort of want that to happen. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they packs. want that press. They want yes, that press. like Yeah, a random guy with soul Ring uh, wins it all. or whatever. I don't know. I mean, he won't be
0: <laughs> able to win it. They won't be able to win it all because they have to go through three rounds of Constructed. In order right. to win the Pro
2: Tour. Oh man, I hope that one guy oh, basically yeah. like the ten masterpieces that are open, yep. like he opened like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hope yeah, exactly. You know, Ooh, I just I made my open...
0: first draft I opened a masterpiece, opened a sword. My second draft I opened a Sol Ring. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah it's pretty
1: fucking uh, cool. And uh... then I opened a sword of Fire Knight, so how do you lose? Yeah, great game. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine like how mad would you be? Like I'd love to watch somebody sit across from that guy and just like <laughs> i don't even want to see the hands i don't want to see the cards that are played i just want the camera
5: on that guy's the entire <laughs> just like oh yeah okay turn on Sol ring yeah cool That's great. That's
1: the, game the game i play okay cool what
0: the fuck is happening
1: how many pro tours have you been to oh this is your first one okay cool yeah you won you won like a ptq that did it- People in it in Saskatoon. Okay, yeah, all right, cool. Soaring. Yeah, okay. I I play a, a island go. Okay, you play a land and you play. No, obviously
0: sport. they play the turn two Chandra.
1: No, no. Like I play island go. They go. Yeah, they go. They go like turn two
5: Chandra. Go, like just wreck you. Go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Game two. <laughs> game two. Let's try this again. just go to game two. <laughs> Like,
1: ugh, even even getting something like as like benign as like solemn simulacrum is just like such a dagger. That's like the best card in this set,
5: like creature wise, and still. But you know what's gonna happen is like some guy's gonna open two champions' helms and just be fucked. Like great, <laughs> two of my rare slots got taken up with this. <laughs>
0: This fucking unplayable $50 bill.
5: Yeah, great. (laughs) Great.
1: Yeah, or like Crucible of Worlds, I guess. I guess if somebody opens like a Crucible of Worlds, you're like, fuck, who cares?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's also, I mean, there are some variants in here. You know, Mind's Eye, Rings of Breithearth. Uh
5: Oh man, I don't know.
1: Mine's eye's pretty good and limited, but you're just even just gonna draw
0: <laughs>
5: like for every card you draw, I draw. Okay, yeah. Uh
0: like I mean it costs five though.
5: Yeah, but it's limited. Like it's not this is not a three turn format, like like I would say if it was if
1: I would say like painter servant is playable. Oh yeah,
0: painter servant.
1: <laughs> right? That's unplayable. Like that's
0: Well you know a, that such... do you know that the person who's going to open a painter servant is also going to open a sword? So he's oh, going yeah. to be able to painter servant and then play uh, a sword?
5: Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just good game. Good game.
4: <laughs> Must Come be back. nice.
5: You have to sign the match list. Come back. <laughs> Fuck, if I open a Painter's Servant and a Sword, I would just... I will show up to the table with those face up.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> you just reveal them to your opponent, and you go, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm just slipping these into my deck.
5: Yeah, uh, what do you... Yeah. Uh, You want to play this out, or no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, what the fuck?
5: Also, like, what are these cards? I
1: never noticed this before. This, like, Renegade Firebrand. As long as you control Chandra... Then it gets plus one plus zero oh, in first strike.
0: Yeah, those are the uh, the planeswalker decks. Have you did you not hear about that?
1: No. Uh,
0: oh. They're replacing the dual decks with planeswalker decks. Oh. So basically, they get you get two new versions of a plane of planeswalkers that are not they're they're meant to not be they're not pushed they're not standard legal they're are they're standard legal but they're not standard playable basically. Right. Okay. They didn't want these to be chase products or anything. But right. yeah, it's basically so this one is Chandra versus Nissa and uh there are specific planeswalker cards, so Renegade Firebrand uh is the is the one and um yeah, so that's that's how those work.
1: Oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I kn- I didn't know that. I actually like I'd seen like the Chandra and the Nissa and I think I'd seen like one of the cards that said like search for a thing and if you have a Nissa, you get to do something else. But uh I didn't realize that these were not in the same set because they have the same expansion symbols. So I was just like, oh my god, they printed like
5: fucking 15 planeswalkers in this set. Cool. Yeah. But no, that's interesting. And then what are these replacing? They're replacing the dual decks. Oh, like the actual dual deck. Yeah. But these are still dual decks, like Chandra versus Nissa. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. No, that's cool.
0: Yep, yep. So, uh, I guess we'll transition to the contest. What contest? Whoa! (laughs) If you can guess...
4: If you can
1: guess where Jeremy is on the planet right now, you will win whatever masterpiece I open at the pre-release.
0: Whoa! So, two champion's helms? Yes! (laughs) Hey,
5: don't complain about these $50 bills. (laughs) They are mint. You cannot tell them. (laughs) So Jeremy, how was your travel? It sucked. Today was a long day.
3: (laughs) I had to go to work on the one job and finish it up and send everything up to this job and then grab a trailer and go to our lay down and get rid of a bunch of stuff and then grab this stuff. And then I had to go for the milk run and pick up a bunch of guys and then drive up here for four and a half hours. (laughs) Ugh.
2: you sound so sad.
3: Oh, I'm just so tired. And so I bring my PC up with me. I have a my computer in like a small shuttle case. And I bring everything up. And the one thing that I forgot is the antenna for the Wi-Fi. So oh, I'm God. I'm on the iPad right now talking to you guys. What a
5: noob. <laughs> oh,
3: it's brutal. <laughs> it's like I get perfect Wi-Fi on the phone, perfect Wi-Fi on on The iPad, the computer's like, Oh, it's got to be like six miles away, man. It's like, oh, No, I feel is, like it's... you're my
1: wife, like, I'm married to you. That's what I'm like, Go to Vegas, and it's like, Hey, did you bring uh, you bring the iPad cables? Well, I only brought one. Oh, but but we both brought our iPad, yeah. Okay, so can I use the iPad cable then? No, I'm using it.
4: No, okay, you can't. Cool.
1: Cool. So I just brought my iPad for no reason. I'll just get it stolen right now. That's fine. No problem. <laughs> I'll just go play some craps with my iPad. Yeah, okay.
3: Today, <laughs> hey, craps is fun.
1: Oh man, $3 craps. We gotta go to Vegas for some $3 craps, man.
3: Yeah, $3 craps is actually insane. Five dollar oh. craps is what I'm used to, but three dollar yeah. craps, like you yeah. can just be a fiend.
1: And they were just feeding me Jack Daniels all night. Not even like the well watered whiskey. There, it was like pure Jack. I was like fucking lit <laughs> It was sweet. It was fucking super sweet. Yeah. What
3: was the most money you had on the table at any given time?
1: Oh like only like two hundred bucks.
5: But What? But What? But What? But what I-
1: What? I made that back back from my last chip. I put my last chip on the table, I was ready to go home, and then fucking made my snaps!
3: Whoa. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What were you playing with a single chip? Were you playing, like, Like, were you actually playing the table, or were you just playing, like, the lows, highs?
1: No, I just played the line for, like, with my single chip, I just played the line, and then it hit, like, the guy rolled fucking yo, like, 15 times in a row.
3: <laughs> I was like, just yes? like, my hero.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> like, yes, come on. And then he was like trying to teach me how, like, because I kept asking questions. You know, me, I'm like pretty social, so I like, I like yeah. ask a whole bunch of questions. Guys, say like, he's like heart eight hopping, and I'm like, what's hopping? And he's like, this guy was like a fucking gangster. He had a face tattoo, a neck tattoo. He had tattoos everywhere. But I didn't. Did wanna, he do like, the thing
3: where he like set the dice up properly before he? Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Everybody does that. If you don't. Do do that, they yell at you. It was it was crazy. Yeah. So then I'm like But the guy at it. the
3: table's like you only got so much time to do it or he yells at you.
1: Yeah and then he hits you with a stick stick man. um <laughs> oh, And then of course like so then everybody that I was playing with was just having a great time. And then all the all the casino workers were Chinese and I was trying to pronounce all their names but not in a, like a racial way. Just like I was like, I was actually doing really well at pronouncing their names. they were like really surprised. And then this one lady, she was being like really snarky. And so I named her Snake Lady. And then but like they just kept <laughs> rotating, you just kept having a great time. And then like <laughs> like when g Schwan would be on the stick, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, g. Like stick, man, hit that stick with some of your good luck." And he's like, "You can just call me Jay." I'm like,
5: "Hey, that's my name too. Good luck stick man." <laughs> <laughs> it was the best, joke. $3 craft right. is the best craft.
2: I got to play crafts with you someday. Oh, sounds like it's, gold.
5: It, oh, my
1: God. It's so fun. I had so many, like, big, tough black guys that I would, like, just defuse by saying, like, okay, I got you, Tony. Here we go, big dog. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a five. It's gonna be a five, baby.
5: Let's go five! One
1: time! Five! Right? They start clapping and shit and then I throw it and it's a five. And then he didn't put his money on five and I'm like, Tony! What did I tell you? I didn't tell you it's gonna be a five. Didn't I tell you? And then his girlfriend is like, Tony! If this motherfucker tells you it's a five, it's gonna be a five, Tony. Then I give her a high five, right? And then he's like, "He's like, what the fuck?" I'm like, Tony, be a five again. Put your money down, baby. And he's like, "I don't know." I'm like, Tony, it's gonna be a five. If it's a five, I'll take my. And he's like, "Ooh." I'm like, but you gotta take the I'm like, (laughs) oh. If it's a five and you put money down, I'll take my shirt off. But if it's a five and you don't put money down, you gotta take your shirt off. And then the whole table's like,
5: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so this good. Is amazing. It, it was a
1: five. It was
3: for sure a
5: five.
1: <laughs> it was so fun. It's such a good time because like you only need for three dollar crap. You need like twenty dollars, like at the yeah. bare minimum, like. You, like you could just lose all your money and have a great time and it's $20. And then once you start to actually get some money on the table, like craps is a really great game. It's, it's like playing code names or like a, like a cause or a heads up or something like that. Because when the tape, like when you win generally the table, so everybody's yes. happy at the same time. Right. And that's, what's fun about it. Like you could sit down with blackjack, but like, everybody's all serious. And then you're like, oh, I'll take a hit. And they're like, you're going to hit on 16? And then you hit and you, like, take a king and you bust. And they're like, hey, that was my king. And you're like, fuck your hat, you piece of shit. And then you, like, play poker and no one talks to anyone. Everyone shuffles their chips and fucking looks around and tries to do their weird pot odds. And nobody knows the fuck they're talking about. But nobody wants to talk to you. And, you know, you play the right. slots. You just sit there. Ding, 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 ding. Nobody interacts with you or anything. But, like, craps is like a party game like you yeah. don't you forget
5: your gambling
3: yeah the tough part about it is that you have like Kane show up at the table and he keeps playing the don't pass
5: and Oh, he's the yeah. enemy yeah and see that
1: never happened not a single time like I played craps two days in a row until like 8 in the morning and mm. not once did anybody come in and, and fucking bet again
3: yeah it was pretty funny because the guy comes up to the table and he puts like 150 bucks on like the don't come for four just, like, drops big money on it. And, yeah. like, two rolls later, a comes up. He's like, ah! Oh. So he sits there, and I think he put, like, 250 on it again. Like, just oh. loaded the table up. And we went, like, 12 rolls without a seven coming up or something like that, and then the four came up again. And he just started swearing and walking away from the table. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but that was, like, during the crazy, because they had the prop bet where you can bet on if every number below seven will get rolled before a seven and then every number above seven will get rolled before seven. And oh, then cool. if both you, you, yeah. So they have like this bet and it's like a crazy like a fun, odds like on
1: a different bet, like a fun bet
5: or whatever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the props. And
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think That's, the uh, everything except for a seven coming up before a seven was something like 260 to one or something. And then the other cool. ones were like 70 to one and a guy That's, had put like 20 bucks on each of them. And we we had the guy like we we did it, wow. We that's... had a we had a thing go where it hit every dice ex- or had every uh, okay. roll
5: except for a seven.
1: We had this guy like I was talking to these two lesbians from Virginia,
5: but they didn't like they weren't like they weren't openly lesbians. They were just together. But I didn't I didn't out them. Okay, before everybody
1: thinks I did. But I was talking to them. And they were like, "Oh, what's this?" And I was like, "It's craps." And they're like, nah, "I don't know how to play craps." I'm like, "Come on, it's three dollars. Sit down. It's so much fun. Come on, let's go. Let's go. They're like, nah, "I don't know." I'm like, "Come on, just come play. I'll teach you how to play. It's so fun." So then they sat down. They were playing, and we were, I was like, and then I started making small talk. Where are you from? Virginia. Blah, blah blah blah. Then this 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 guy with like a big fro came up beside me, and he like put his money on the table, and he put down like seven dollars. Right? I was like, seven dollars. Like that's a bet. That's like two bets and a third. What are you going to do with $7? Like, that's weird. He's like, I'm going to turn this $7 into dinner. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. Let's go big. And then he just goes, he just goes, $7 hard eight. And I'm like, oh, man, like, that is not, I don't know about that. And then it's Megan's turn to roll. And I'm like, oh, baby, pick your money up. Because this, my wife, when she rolls, She's gonna, she's gonna think your shit, man. Pick, pick your seven dollars up, pick it up. And he's like, "No, oh, it's all good. I got faith in your, in your lady." I'm like, "Okay, uh, I'm gonna pick my money up."
4: Uh. <laughs>
1: so I picked up, pick up every dollar I have on the table, I'm like, oh. because Megan does this. She like picks it up and then throws it off the table twice. Right? Like she just, she misses the table completely. She's like, "I'm
5: so sorry,"
1: and then she gets the dice back. From Reason. Like Snake Lady gives her the dice back, and then she just throws a seven every time, just every time. This happened four times in a row. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm picking my money up. It's no big deal. He's like, okay. And then she throws a hard eight, and he just fucking loses it. He's like, wow! And all his buddies come over. And he's like, we're eating the night, yeah! And he just takes his money and fucking runs. I was like, oh, he was there five <laughs> seconds. Oh man! And it was the only time Megan actually did anything ever. She's like oh, every other time, she just she's like i'm gonna put the money on five i'm like are you sure she's like yeah ten dollars on five seven okay next time it's her to roll she's like okay five and eight
5: and uh six on four and nine here we go we're gonna do it we're gonna do it boom seven okay maybe you don't get to put any more money on the table just play the pass.
1: just play the pass line that's
3: what i do is i just play the pass line i like playing the pass line
1: it's fun but you don't win money like until you bet like it's it's the standard gambling thing right you don't you don't make money unless you spend money kind of thing yeah and so yeah and playing the pass
3: line is like you have to have like just like this outrageous thing of it just building up and building up and building and like
1: and it's it's fine to just sit there if you're just gonna sit there for the free drinks and and have fun with the ambiance and just like play the pass line know that you're not spending very much money so you so not winning very much is, is also not a problem but then like you start you're sitting beside a guy that's like putting money on the inside and putting money on all of the numbers and then hitting like he's putting two bucks on a hard eight and a hard 10 and then you know he doesn't hit like often on those but then he hits on the numbers like five times in a row and you watch him just make like a hundred dollars in the time that you made three dollars and you're like ah okay like i feel like i should put some money out there and of course every time you wait 10 rolls and then put money out there they scoop it right off the table they're just like no it's a seven you lose get out of here fucking chump. Uh, also face face games doesn't uh approve of gambling and we're talking about uh obviously not playing with real money i don't know if that would be a problem <laughs> what is
4: that I, a just, thing? I
1: just i don't know i might be a problem i don't
3: think man. that's a thing i don't think that's no. a thing
1: <laughs> oh okay good we're talking about gambling with real money hard and it's fun go to, Vegas. If I, if we go to GP Vegas next year. I am not going to the GP and I'm probably not even going to go play magic with the bros. I will be at $3 craps table fucking trying to get them to change in my champion's
5: helm for fucking chips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh the contest last week, the art was volcanic dragon. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, five of you got it. So Josh Gilmore, Kevin O, Andrew Johnson, Drago, and Nick Elnitz all got it. So I am going to go to my handy-dandy random.org and pick one of you at random, and you will win something nice. And loading, loading. Oh, my God. Is it broken? You
5: have a dice? You gonna just roll a dice. I could just roll a dice. All right. So the number is four. So Drago
0: looks like you win something nice. So send me your address at send me your mailing information to Matt J. Mendoza at gmail.com and type in a team contest in the headline so that I know where I can find it when I need to mail things off. And uh, we're not going to do a contest this week. I'm just going to take a break. and uh, But we'll back, be back with next, one next week. You're welcome, everyone.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, that's what I got. Um, People out there, if you play Blood Bowl, like Blood Bowl 2 on whatever, reach out
3: to me. Hit me up on Twitter. Maybe we can do, like, a little 18 League. Yeah. 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 I know, it's completely random, but it's like, I gotta throw that
5: in, because that'd be fun. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but... You don't know what Blood Bowl is? No. Is it, like, a Dothraki wedding gift? Uh... Hey-oh! Hey-oh! No, it's, uh, do you know what Warhammer is? Yeah. With the little miniatures? Yep. It's football with that. Oh, cool. It's Warhammer football. All right, yeah. yeah. Hit up Jer. Hit up Jer for some Warhammer ball. Yeah.
2: Yeah. War and ball. they have it
5: on the PC, and it's fun. <laughs> Bye, am. Good night, right. everybody. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. I love you all. Did anybody win Magic? I'll listen <laughs> to the show. No. I hope you guys had fun. We did.
0: We did. Hooray! <laughs> all right, we'll be back next week with uh, pre-release stuff. <laughs> Is there a pre-release? Yeah, Jeremy. I don't know if they have pre-releases up in the...
5: Don't tell anybody it's a contest. Yeah. (laughs) All All right. Take care, everybody.
4: Eh.